Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thank you for listening. Got a lot to get to on this Tuesday. Big news dropped on Monday, and the reaction continues to roll in as SMU uh, is changing the game with NIL uh, once again, you know, dating back to the Pony Express days uh, before NIL was NIL. Uh, But this time, it's the Boulevard Collective. Uh, The news breaking from us on Monday that uh, the group uh, will pay SMU football and men's basketball players $36,000 a year, $3,000 a month to the tune of $3.5 million and change a year. Uh, And they're going to be uh, kind of doing community service and a part of this collective. Um, Every scholarship player on both teams will get $36,000 a year. That's not to mention uh, the great work already done by Pony Sports uh, DTX uh, that has continued to be a a huge conduit to to what SMU has been able to do in terms of the transfer portal and and retaining some of the best players on SMU's team. So between those two collectives, SMU now has a top five collective base working for them in the NIL space. Uh, This is just a monster piece of news that came out uh, on Monday. uh, And really, we we knew it was happening Saturday. The team was told, uh, the teams were told at a dinner, uh, and then they uh, stuffed backpacks for uh, local students to to get um, for charity. So they took part of that, got the announcement. Um, The coaches can't be involved, can't be in attendance uh, with this because of Texas state law at the moment. But nonetheless, it's pretty cool and a huge deal for the program to have this in place, uh, both from the football and basketball side of things. Uh, Those two coaching staffs got to be ecstatic with it. Um, You know, that every single player is going to get a little piece of the pie. I mean, they're, they're really you know, uh, across college football are very few collectives that are doing this. This is a, this is a pretty big deal. Um, you talk about SMU covering the cost of living in Dallas, and now this collective is going to pay thirty six grand a year to these players um, to, you know, take part in community service, but mainly, obviously, play football and basketball at SMU. That is, uh, you know, now uh, a situation where nobody's sitting there with any sort of, you know, reasonable take that they can't go to school, enjoy a good life, play football and play it at a high level. And, you know, for SMU, it really puts them on a very even playing field and and in some cases above other programs uh, in the Power Five ranks uh, in terms of what this NIL collective is going to do for SMU. This is, you know, just another piece of the puzzle to eliminating some of the different playing fields that we now see in college football. I mean, you, you, of course, you're going to have your your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your Oregons, your Georgias, and, and places like that, that that in particular do a really good job, um, you know, with their collective base, just compensating players at a very high level. But this now puts SMU in contention uh, for, you know, quite a few of these, you know, players that really um, – you know, can, can, you know, I, I think maybe see themselves at SMU, um, but also, um, you know, really see 
uh, that path to having NIL, to having that support, uh, and being able to, you know, have that in place where you're going to make money, uh, you're going to be well compensated, and you're going to, you know, be able to play football at a school you want to be at. So uh, that is just such a huge deal. You could see the reaction that nationally when the news came out uh, as far as exactly what um you know the amount was uh, it's just a huge deal i mean just even today on tuesday um uh, i've had four ra- uh, all of four radio appearances three of which are all about smu and nil so uh, people are talking about it uh, people are taking notice there's there's no doubt about that i mean and if you're Rhett lashley especially you've got to kind of pinch yourself you know you take this job Right off the bat, they announced a $100 million end zone complex. Uh, you have a really good run of transfers. Uh, you build a really solid coaching staff. You're back in a very familiar spot. Um, and then, you know, the NIL collective with Pony Sports DTX really starts to pick up. They retain a lot of the talent. And then, um, you know, they they went all in uh, just on, on over this weekend uh, with this Boulevard Collective and, and you know, it's one that isn't going to take donations. It's just going to be a sustainable $3.5 million uh, a year collective that uh, really just puts SMU in a, in a terrific spot. So that was the big news to kick off Monday with the announcement, um, at least from, you know, us breaking the news that that collective was, was going to be putting that out there. And so um, big, big news for SMU. Um, not quite as big a news, but I do want to remind people if you're listening to this, Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Barley House, SMU football season kickoff event presented by On the Pony Express, but especially presented by HeartWasteRemoval.com. Uh, check them out for all your DFW dumpster services needs. Uh, they, they service the whole area, got plenty of dumpsters, can clean up anything, you know, big, small, whatever. They can take care of your dumpster needs. HeartWasteRemoval.com. Appreciate them uh, supporting our kickoff event. Uh, you know, taking care of our bevies uh, for the evening um, and, and the brew uh, that'll be on tap at Barley House there. So looking forward to hanging out with you guys, talking a little SMU football. Um, and, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about uh, between NIL, uh, the team, um, and all, and recruiting. So uh, looking forward to seeing all you guys there, 6 to 8 p.m. Barley House Wednesday night. Now, on to more from fall camp. We're almost a week in. Uh, pads are on. Uh, the team now is is settled into that fall camp grind. They had Sunday off. Um, Liam was out there on Monday. I was out at a high school practice, and then Tuesday I was back out there uh, this morning. And and um, you know most likely we'll be back out there again. And then they're off on Thursday um, before they go Friday Saturday. So you know the team. I think you know the biggest takeaway for me so far has probably been kind of at the same two positions um and, and you know some people might say okay they kind of contradict each other in a way but I'm I've been so impressed with the trio of summer arrivals at receiver Moochie Dixon Jake Bailey um and Teddy Knox and you know I think all three of them bring so much speed to the table um and and really good um just game breaking ability I think Jake and Moochie are probably a little bit above Teddy, um, just in terms of, you know, one, they're much older. 
um, than, than Teddy. Um, but also just their consistency and catching the ball really stands out just a little bit above Teddy right now. Although I'll say this, Teddy ran a great route, back shoulder, beautiful catch um, on, on Armani Johnson too. So, uh, and that's kind of been tough to do. And that's, you know, also a point I want to hit. I think the secondary has looked much improved. You know, you have Jahari Rogers, Armani Johnson, Sam Westfall, and and Kavaris Hall out there running around, and they've all looked really good in spurts. You know, playing against this receiver receiving core that you know also has Rasheed Rice and Austin Upshaw um, and and, and uh, Bo Corrales and and all sorts of uh, Roger Daniels, Jalen Record. I mean, all these guys that are really kind of you know making names uh, and plays in camp. Uh, you know, the secondary has really held their own, I think. Um, and, and so I think that's encouraging, you know, especially at the corner spot. You know, safety is, is so hard to play in today's day and age when you're going with one-on-ones, you know, for 20 minutes, you know, odds are the receivers are going to get the best of it. But I, I think the competitive plays really stand out from this corner room. And also, I've been impressed with A.J. Davis and Jaden Lawton. Honestly, they might find a way to play themselves into some snaps this year um, and it's, it's something where if that's the case and they've emerged, I mean, that's, it's probably a good thing. Um, quite honestly, you know, they need competition at this corner position. They need guys that want to make competitive plays on the ball. I've seen that a lot of that in camp diving, getting a hand in at the last second. Those are some of the things, I mean, even today, Jaden Lawton had a great pass breakup at the last second on a slant. That led to a uh, interception. You know, just ball just kind of tipped up in the air and and got to um, Chris Adamora, who, who picked it off to cap practice today. That type of stuff is is the difference between you know picking up a first down for the opposing offense, make it a game changing play. So that type of stuff, I, I think we're seeing more of. The guys are just willing to lay it on the line a little bit more. Um, and maybe that has to do with their confidence. Maybe that has to do with, you know, how they're taking to the coaching and, and what they want um, out of these players. But I've been very, very impressed in that regard uh, by the secondary. You know, the offensive line, we talked about it. There was big shakeup. But now we've seen some guys nicked up. Jalen Thomas, Justin Osborne, little bit of uh, bumps in the road with them. Thalen Robinson has yet to be a full go. Um, and, and during that time, we've seen, you know, Justin Osborne jumped back in there today. He, was, he just missed yesterday and is, is battling at that right guard spot. Uh, you've also seen Marcus Bryan at right tackle, Owen Condon at left tackle, Joe Bissinger at left guard. Those have kind of been the mainstays. And then at center, it's still Branson Hickman um, and, and, and Cam Irvin, you know, really battling it out. And so that offensive line, you're seeing some, some stability and some – you know, complete competition going on there for Garen Justice. I think the defensive line has been really impressive. Uh, Devere Levelston, Junior Aho, Elijah Chapman, um, you know, those guys have really stood out to me. Um, I think Junior's really raised his game. And then a freshman that I really want to uh, talk about is Isaiah Smith. And he had two pass breakups at the line of scrimmage on Saturday for the fan day. Um, he's been around the quarterback a lot. He's got the athleticism to play a little bit out in space. And he's been kind of playing in that rush end spot, and he's been getting after it. You know, I've been very impressed with what he's brought to the table. He's probably not a down-in, down-out guy, um, but they need a pass rusher, and they need one to step up. 
And who knows? Maybe it's Isaiah Smith. Maybe he can give them 15, 20 snaps a, snaps a game that can really make a difference and, and he can make plays. Um, that'll be something to watch and see if they say, you know what, he's earned it, he can really go. Um, and it's time to let him do do just that and, and get after the quarterback. So I've been very impressed with Isaiah Smith. He's been one of the bright spots in that freshman class. Um, I also think, you know, the quarterback competition, you look at Tanner, Mordecai, and Preston Stone, they're battling it out. And, and there's no doubt they're the, the, the guys battling for the job. But Kevin Henry Jennings has just been fearless, um, throwing the football, smooth release, um, really looks like he's going to be a good one uh, for for SMU. I mean, it, it's only a few practices in, guys. I mean, I'm not trying to say he's going to be, you know, De- a healthy De'Eric King uh, and be that big of a difference maker, but um, he really looks the part. Uh, so I, I think that was a great late, late eval by the staff. Uh, they got on him, got him signed, um, and, and we'll see kind of how his career progresses. But so far... He just seems to have it, and he seems very confident, and he's getting a couple you know, looks with the team now that he's a full weekend of practice, and he's earned that. So another big surprise, I want to stick with a Dallas kid that, that came back home uh, to play for SMU, and that's Velton Gardner. I think everybody's talking about Kamar Wheaton in a way, but Velton Gardner is the one that's really been shining um, in, in fall camp, I think. You know, Trey Siggers, everybody knows what we're all going to see when he's on the field but Velton Gardner has that little bit of wiggle that can kind of, you know, pick up extra yards, make guys miss, maybe make a big play because of it. And that's what we've seen the most from him. I think consistency, you know, catching the football is something we want to see a little bit more out of just kind of from what I've seen. But when he gets the ball and he gets into a little space, he can make somebody miss in a small area and, and pick up extra yards because of it, which I think will really help in a big way. Um, you know, this this year, um, especially if the offensive line is maybe a little bit of, of, a, of a work in progress as somebody gets healthy and things like that. But wanted to shout out Belton Gardner. And then finally, I, I want to take a second. Everybody knows about Rasheed Rice, but I tell you what, he looks uh, just like a complete pro um, in camp. Uh, he has been terrific, you know, being able to set guys up, get open, catch balls, um, and, and he's just, you know, brewing with, with confidence after another terrific off season. So really impressed by what Rasheed Rice has done as well. So with that guys going to wrap up this edition of the podcast, wanted to share some more fall camp takeaways, look at, uh, obviously the collective's impact on SMU, uh, but, uh, I am going to be getting out to some more high school practices. So we'll have some takeaways from the recruiting trail as well. Uh, if you're listening to this, a quick reminder, a dollar for one month gets you on on theponyexpress.com. So take advantage of that. It runs out this week. Be sure to sign up. One dollar for one month. See how you like it, and then stick around uh, with us as uh, SMU gets into the season. That'll get you through the North Texas game, and then you can assess if you'd like to stay on with us. But a dollar for this month. Be sure to sign up. Um, that ends Thursday at midnight. So appreciate all you guys listening to the pod. Excited to meet and also see some of you guys, uh, familiar faces. This is our first event that we've done since before COVID. I mean, it's gotta be outside of maybe a casual bump in and get, get together, uh, with you guys. But, um, this is really something I'm excited about. We want to do these probably about once a quarter where we all at least get together and hang out. So big shout out to heart waste removal, 
tomorrow, Barley House, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll see you guys there. Thanks so much for listening, and hope you guys have a great rest of the week.